Good evening and welcome to Chalk Talk here on Microbrew Radio. We're not live right now, so please don't send any questions in to our guests because they won't receive them. Um, here tonight on the show, we do have Craig Waddingham and Mike Gibney. That applause is for you two right there, lads. How are we? we okay? Go on, Gabo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all good, mate. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, I know it's going to be a bit of a stop starting it with three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all good, mate. Yeah, enjoying the weather at the minute. Lovely weather. Makes a change. That's it, magic. And you, Craig? I'm very well, mate. Yeah, enjoying it. Nice weather. Everything's good. Good stuff. That's what I like to hear. Um, <clears throat> listen, we've got lots to discuss, especially with after what's happened in the last few days. So we're going to jump right into it. You know, I'll ask you both first how you both got into Paul. We'll start with you, Mike. How did your story start in regards to Paul? Uh, started when I was like, probably when I was about 12 years old. I got a, my me, me cousin got a, like a fold-up Argos table thing in his bedroom. So we ended up playing, banging around on that. Um, and then I always remember going to a place called Q World in Grimsby. And it's actually shut now. It's a new building now. And... It was a boxing day, and I just remember getting a bike for Christmas and I was tying our cues to a crossbars, and off we went, like, in the snow into Q World, and then that was it. I was about 12, 13, and never looked back. Like, I just literally used to give that number out as my home number. It was, you know, one of them. Back in the day when there was no mobile phones, do you know what I mean? It was, I'm old. No mobile phones back then. Fair play. Fair enough. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And you, Craig, how did you get into Paul? Uh, well, I was a lot younger. I was three. And my, I was lucky enough to have a table in my garage and then bedroom, she got kicked out and uh, I uh, I had that room. So, um, yeah, I was a bit lucky, really, in the sense to have a table so young, I suppose. But uh, no, never looked back, never looked back. Really. Yeah, so you've obviously enjoyed it from that early age. Did you kind of see yourself as you were growing up through the years? Did you have a feeling? Did, did you know, did the people around you tell you that you could be, you could be a star in terms of pool or...? No, I wanted to actually play football, but I got a really bad injury. My ankles have never been the same since, but um, I was good at football, believe it or not, for a big lad. But um, no, uh, I knew I'd be okay when I was about 10 or 11. I started winning a lot of men's competitions like round round our way, so I knew I was going to be there or thereabouts probably then, to be honest with you. Yeah, fair enough. And how did you two meet? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, well, the first time me and Craig actually ever met, was doubles, won it? Doubles against doubles. Each other. Yeah. yeah, me and Cameron, who's actually my my best man, and now Craig's uh, financial backer and boss because he works for him now as well. So Cameron, yeah, uh, I suppose you'll get a few mentions in this at some point. Uh, yeah, we was playing doubles in the local Scunthorpe League, and we was drawn away at this place in the middle of nowhere. It was like, right, we'll go, we'll see. And then these two kids was there, and it was like, how old was you? One, how old was you? I must have been 15, 14, maybe, maybe a bit older, maybe 15. Yeah, you couldn't have been any older than 15. No. You know, little porky ch- kid, cheeks, you know, ready to go. Good footballer, and then, though. Again. Good footballer, though, so. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. I've heard of, I've heard of these stories about Rolls, this. Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. I've heard of this magical right foot. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. But, um, yeah, so we end up playing Craig and his mate. What was he called, Craig? It's Paul Simpson, actually, it's called. But um, I remember, I remember thinking we was we did have no chance because these these were really good. And I was nineteen at the time, and I'm like, well, I'll say yeah, I was nineteen, so I'm like forty one now. So it's you know twenty two years ago. But I remember oh. say I remember Gibbo saying because I think they beat us four one, and they said, do you want to play five? So I was like, well, I'm like and but then we got. <laughs> well, no, because what it was, it won me. That won me. That was Cameron because Cameron. Yeah. yeah, Cameron was like, well, we've come all this way, the young kids, and we could see that we could play like Craig was, you know, putting balls from lampshades then. So we was like, carry on. And I kept looking at Cameron and thinking, and then they got a couple back. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, we're talking, we've, we've drove 45 minutes to get to this venue, to this little village. Where thinking, yeah, where you live now. Yeah, Winston. Yeah. And like, I was thinking, why do we, and it kept going on and on. I think we ended up playing best of nine or something or whatever. And it was like first of two or three or whatever. And that was the first time, wasn't it? And then we, then you started playing again at, obviously, when you got, I think it was when you started playing snooker, wasn't it, in Grinsby? You know, well, how old was you? Uh, 17, 18, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we sort of, like, met and then realised, obviously, we played each other in the doubles years ago. And then 
obviously, well, then I met Craig's sister. All right, okay. And now we've been married 11 years yesterday. Nice. So, brother in so there we go. 15, yeah, 15 years ago. My sister never forgives me for that, you know. <laughs> really? No. No. Hey, at least she got a shout out on the show, though. So, it's... <laughs> yeah, she'll be happy, yeah. Was it? So, yeah. Days. No, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's a brilliant story. Brilliant background to the start of the show. So that's that's how we like it. Listen, we're going to jump straight into uh, Saturday night's yeah. antics. I'm just going to get comfy just one minute. Uh, you yourself, Fluff in the pillar. I'm going to let Craig go first on this one, Mike, and then you can take the reins after, mate. 100% we need to hear what Craig says. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're on about. but yeah. I do, but um, no, what a, what a shambles, wasn't it, really? I mean... From Sean's point of view, just about to pot the winning black and you see a bottle of beer flying over. It's uh, it, it, to be honest, not, nothing surprises me now with the money match. I, that it doesn't surprise me because it's that heated and someone's probably had the last ten p on it and there's a bottle flying across the room and it's 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 bang out of order, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, for anyone that's listening and isn't, isn't sure on what happened, there was a money match for 180 grand, which is the most. In, Hell of a lot of money. in history, um, between Sean Story and Ian Alley at the weekend, and at twenty nine all in a first to thirty match, a bottle of beer was thrown onto the table as Sean was about to pot the win in black. As I don't think he'd have missed it personally, but um, do you think hundred like forget about the bottle of beer for a minute? Do you think one hundred eighty grand is just madness? Like utter madness. Yeah. Do you know what? Go on, Ken. Go on. It's a house, isn't it? It's 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 crackers. I mean, to lose that kind of money is uh, unbelievable. Like it's like obviously it's not all one person's money. Like let's put it into perspective what it is. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of people having a lot of bets, so it's a lot of a lot of involvement from outside. So. Like, yeah, you talk like nine, like Craig just said, you're talking a house, like, do you know what I mean? You're talking, but what I've noticed, you know, since like the bear was thrown, which was obviously, you know, disgusting and one of the worst things I've seen to finish off a money match, which was a great game, you know, I wasn't really bothered about it, to be honest. You know, I was like, here or there, you know, I've been involved in money matches with Craig and whatever, do you know what I mean? I wanted to watch it and I want to see a winner, but I didn't really. But then, because it was getting that close and this and that, it was this two and a throw-in. It was a, such a good game, do you know what I mean? From from all aspects. You know what I mean? I pitched it like halfway through, like 16-13 or something like that. So, it was, you know, it, it definitely did the job. But then for it to finish like that, and then what happened is, like, I've seen Neil Robertson tweet a tweet about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Neil Robertson tweeted about the money match. And now the Daily Mirror are posting about it. Yeah, I mean, Daily, about Star, it. Sorry, Daily Star, sorry, Daily Star. Yeah, it's got about, it's... um. I mean, I I was stunned, but I think it it doesn't really happen in pool, does it? Instances like that, it just doesn't happen. And when it's that much money on the line, it's crazy. It's crazy. Know. Like I know there was I know there was security there and whatever. But to be fair, like for me, I always say if if it's a money match, the people that do it right, like if you like, I've heard of I haven't been to one, but like such so, such as Santa's done them himself, you know, where uh, Steve Allison in in Scotland for Mike Boyle, mm-hmm. he's put them in a hotel, he's put them on in a in a venue rather than a pool hall, and I think that is the way forward for these big money matches because then I think they can be monitored and policed a lot better because you can have the layout of the table in a place where things like that just can't happen. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And and security can be you know involved from the start. Right, this is the best place to have the table. This was where you need the crowd. You know, and this is what needs to happen because you're talking about, we know, we know what we're talking about with the crowd. We know what a poor crowd's talking, you know what I mean? We know what we're talking about. We've all been there. So, you know, for it to even, oh, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, I'm I'm just thankful that bottle didn't get shown in the head because oh, it was it close. It could have easily, it could have easily. And somebody, yeah, but... somebody pointed out yesterday when I was up at Potter's as well, with, you know, if that had hit the table, like at oh. the side and shattered. I don't know how it's not broke. Yeah. I don't know how the bottle's not broke. Yeah. I was actually quite surprised that they were serving glass bottles in an in an arena that's it's obviously going to get packed and there's going to be a lot of alcohol consumed and it's going to it's going to get heated, you know. I just don't get what happened. I just don't get what happened. Like plastic glasses, maybe because yeah. you can you can you can, you can box people off as much as you want. You can keep them miles away, but you can't stop selling bottles of blood, can you? No. no. It don't matter who who's, who's goodbye. It could be the sweetest girl you've seen. 
it's, it's crazy. Like what it's done is put a massive downer and a big, oh, yeah, big X on on money matches at the top level because who wants to be involved in that? Yeah, you don't. Well, your backers are going to think you're right. We're going to disturb it halfway through if you're getting hammered. It's, exactly. It's uh, that's, that's it. It's just cracker. It's, it's honestly, it's I don't even know. Like I mean, what happened to Ian as well? Like on the on the yellow down the rail, you know, people yeah. shouting. Oh, that that shouldn't happen either. But for my argument, like for any big money game or big tournament, I've said this to Craig myself. There shouldn't be like there should just be the darts. It should just be music. And then it takes away from people putting you off. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It should be a party atmosphere. It don't, yeah. Obviously, the, bottle, the bottle's a different story. Do you know what I mean? That should never happen. But, yeah, of course. Yeah. But the shouting and that's always going to happen when you've got alcohol, uh, X, whatever else. In, do you know what I mean? It's going to happen when you've got a room full of people who've had, like Craig said, 10p, 20p, 20 quid, whatever. It's always them ones who are louder than the people who've had five grand at the back of the room. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's the only way to do that is, like, say... Just go party atmosphere, music on. Look at the UK Open. Look at the Spanish Open. What the Nine Ball are doing, match room. There's music on while they're playing. Yeah, yeah. I so, think I should. Sorry, go on, Craig. I think that should definitely happen. I mean, you're never gonna as long as people are jumping up in front of your shot when you're on the shot. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Then, uh, I think a bit of music can. I love a bit of music when I'm playing. To be honest with you, so. Yeah, we we like we've it. got local leagues over here, and I, I don't know. It's much better atmosphere when there's music on. You know, it's not just dead silence. I'm not a massive fan of that. You know, it's awkward, isn't it? It's yeah, awkward silence. It's very awkward, and you know, we're not we're not playing snooker. We're playing pool, and it's that's what I'm gonna say. Pool's not snooker, is it? Do you know what I mean? That's it. You look at the best event in the snooker calendar. What people look forward to, apart from the world, yeah, apart from the world, it's the shootout. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Because it's a party atmosphere. It's darts, isn't it? It's darts on a snooker table. Well, you see, you see, like you see, like uh, Pumjang sat in the crowd drink having a pint don't you, with him. Yeah, exactly. It's competition. Yeah, no. Gilbert's not there as well. Yeah, Gilbert will be there. <laughs> He'll be listening to this, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, prior prior to all of that, what was your? What I was interested to know on both of your thoughts on money matches prior to the weekend of what's happened. You know, um, because a lot of people have different takes on money matches. Some people don't see the point. A lot of people think it's brilliant for the sport. So, I was quite interested to know what you two thought individually about them. Go on, Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Uh, <laughs> oh my god um, yeah the the thing with money matches is right I mean I, I, I've been involved in money matches myself but nowhere near to the level of what Craig has obviously but what I have been involved with is is, is the back side of the money matches so I, I sort all Craig's money matches out like all the money everything else like that I do that while Craig concentrates on playing which, which needs to happen at that level if you're playing for you know 20, 30, 40 grand whatever you need to be able to focus on what you're doing. I'm sure, like say, well, we know Sean and Ian obviously didn't do any of the money, which is, you know, completely right. They shouldn't be touching the money. They should just be focusing on playing. So I think I think at the top level, I think there's the, the, what, what should happen. And I think that what, what could happen is like, as such as they did in the boxing. Can you remember when they did the boxing, like the, what was it called? Uh, the Super Series or something like that. Cal Frops lost to Andre Ward in the final of one. Uh, it was like a knockout, but over a, over a, you know over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. But like you know, like a proper fight, like this is a world title fight. This is you know, and it's the same thing with a pool. You know, let's do it. Let's do a first to twenty five with the best, but do it properly. You know, with the backing of Ultimate Pool or or with something similar. Do you know what I mean? I'm not just from Ultimate Pool. I'm just saying like IPA or whatever. Do you know? Let's let's you know let's professionalise the money match scene. Do you know what I mean? Rather than having drongos chucking bottles on tables, you know I don't agree with I don't agree with Billy Joe playing Billy Bob for, for fifty grand. I don't you know. Fair enough, play for money, play for five hundred quid. You know, or play for a few. I mean, don't. It's crazy when you see some of these pots. Yeah, and you like wow, wow. And you think of. The 180 grand, obviously, we know it's not it's not all their own money. So you think of how many people have actually had a bet on that game. Exactly, we would say it's scary. Hundred people is yeah. To keep yeah. track of all of that, and then for what for that to happen, and then it not, not be clear what's going to happen with the money. No, I know. I felt for both of them, Mike. I felt for I, both. Mike. Ian, Ian looks, Ian looks embarrassed whoever threw it because yeah, it's not good, is it? Either way, 
but it's not his yeah. fault. It's not his fault no, but... it's not. No, of course not. <laughs> it's what's your take was... on it? Oh. Sorry, Mike. Go on. Yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say. I'm just adding. So I was going to say. I wasn't sure if it was. I know. I know it's been premature, but I wasn't sure if it was a rewrap. You know, I think Ian was all. I think Ian asked for a rewrap by the looks of it, didn't he? You know, at the end of the match to say, "Is there a rewrap?" You know, once the balls have been disturbed, you know, in, outside interference of the game. If I was the referee and I didn't know the rule, I would lean towards it's a rewrap. I was obviously, a bit tipsy, mate, so I wouldn't know. Say again. I was a bit tipsy, so I, w- I wouldn't know. Mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm not sure, but obviously it's been proven that the rule is the referee replaces the balls to his best of ability to where there was and the shots carried on. But obviously that's a new rule in black. But I went back. I think in the old, I'm sure in the old rules, like if there's a disturbance from an outside source, it was a rewrap. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I wasn't 100% unsure on what the crack would be, but did they did they come to a conclusion regarding the money? Did it, yeah. Did it go to Sean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Matt Daddy and that uh, decided to, you know, I think they did the right thing. Like, you know, the best thing that could have happened is obviously that bear ball didn't get thrown and Sean gets to play the, the most precious shot of his life, even though it's a rolling black. You know, how do you play it? Do you stun it? Because do you, do you risk a pop-out? Yeah. Do you roll it in? Do you risk a kick? Because it was it was a it was a you know a million out of a billion. Do you know what I mean? You know he should never miss it. But it's hundred eighty grand on the line. Do you know what I mean? It's like whoa. Weirder things have happened. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. We've all seen them balls go straight, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? It was just off straight. We've all seen them go straight into the jaw. Yeah, correct. Uh, Craig, your take on money matches? Yeah, I've been involved in a, a fair few myself. I've done okay, probably about fifty percent in each. But um, I think when you're playing him, it's uh, the buzz is brilliant. It's try and win money for your friends and family. It's it's not so nice when the atmosphere is not 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 good, but you, you deal with that. You you're out there and you've got all your mates and family behind you. So um, I like him, but I can't. I don't know if I'll play another one. To be honest, I'm concentrating on competitions now. Would you say that that's put put you off a little bit, or would you? Was that your fault? <laughs> they never, but. Um, I, don't want, I, want, I want to play somebody who's not very good. <laughs> yeah, fair. You need to start being like George Tierney, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a guy! <sighs> uh, yeah, no, but obviously, yeah, you've got your you've got your professional kind of career to think about as well. Um, so, oh yeah, how, how's that been going? Uh, I've had a good year. I've had a good year this year. I've managed to win the Champions League about a month ago now, I think, and lost in the final of the um, last man standing. So. I've had a good, uh, good few months or so. I think I lost in the quarters of the last tour to Dempsey who won it. So uh, I'm getting there or thereabouts. Yeah, no, that's good. That's brilliant. Um, make sure you keep it up. Um, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, Mike. We're gonna have a little chat with you. We're gonna let Craig have a Craig have a chill for five or ten minutes, and we're gonna right. we're gonna talk to you about your you know your pool career and what you've been doing. Um, not really career, but <laughs> it's, 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 it's getting. No, it's getting there. To be fair, like I said, I've been playing all right at the minute. I can't, I can't grumble why I'm playing at the minute. What the element Paul has done is, is rejuvenate. I think a lot of people similar to myself. You know, who had played on different tours throughout the years. You know, but I think the element Paul, I like the book. I like it. You know, people say it's. I've heard people say about right. This is what I've heard about the other pool. People say obviously, you know, we play on the IPA and whatever else. People have said, you know, the atmosphere is different to the IPA and stuff like that. But what I say back is like, that's great. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'd play on the IPA tomorrow as well. I've got no affiliation to anybody, even though I play on the Ultimate Pool Tour. Um, I would say like that's great, but the, the, there's more professionalism on the Ultimate Pool from what I can gather by what I'm being taught. Just for the money involved, I think. You know, there's, for the amateur level, the, the money for the amateur level is insane. Obviously, the pros, I think, not. So I don't know the money. I'm only, you know what I mean? This is like, don't quote me on this. You know what I mean? It's like, the, the, well, I know what the Ultimate Pool money is. It's, it's £7,000 to the winner of an amateur tournament. I can't, I'm, I don't know any other amateur tournament in the world that pays out. There isn't one, I don't think. And there's 10 of them. There's 10 of them a year. Do you know what I mean? It's like, for an amateur player to get the opportunity to win £70,000, from one tour, that's without all the side events and everything else you play. It's insane. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the that for me is the draw to the to the tour, and I think that's one of the reasons why I've you know I do try and focus on that, and I do play the clown a lot. Do you know what I mean? And and people will tell you that about me or whatever. And but on that, I do try and you know bring my game to the forefront, and you know focus on trying to 
do well and I want to try and get to the pros it's a good thing to get to there do you know what I mean that's what you want to ask my aim try and get to the pros and get battered by him and batter him hopefully but we'll see yeah that'd be the next get that'd be the next family feud on the on the ultimate poor wouldn't it oh, <laughs> oh there'd be fireworks it won't be pretty I'd rather draw the kill I'd rather draw the kill soon as he got married to my sister, I said, you're not the best player in the family anymore, are you? Do you know what I mean? This is what I'm up against. See what I'm up against? You've got work to do, Mike. You've you can give it do. a lot, mate. You believe that. I don't. I'm, I'm quiet. But, you know, it's one of them, like like saying, and as a game, as as a whole, like, yeah, I'm playing all right. Like I said, I got to the quarterfinals of the Challenger event, which is, for me, is like, you know, winning the World Championships. It's, it's like a minefield. With a new queue, yeah, well, I'd had like two weeks, so... Belt. But um yeah, it's a minefield. Like so you see such I know like, the last event was hot and it did contribute to a lot of players playing different to normal, I suppose. But you see the likes of Connor Tracy, do you know what I mean? Winning both events the time before and got to the final the one before that, which is, you know, on its own, just getting to a final is an unbelievable achievement. And then to win two the next one and then to then to go this one and go win one loss, win one loss. He only won two games all weekend, didn't get any money at all. It just shows you the standard of yeah, what you're standard. up against. Yeah, crazy standard. Um, I mean, you, you you made the top 25, didn't you? Yeah, I'm in the top 25. I'm, I'm, I'm 24th in the minute with four games, with four events left. So, right, Excellent stuff. And obviously you're going to be pushing for that last 16. Do you reckon you can make it? I, I think so. I hope so. Um, I think if I, it's one of them. It, it's almost probably the same as 90% of people on the tour. If I'm in that rhythm, I'm in that zone, and I get into that, you know, and it doesn't matter who I'm playing, you know, I'm just playing the table. It's when you start, you know, analysing, overanalyzing, you know, when you start missing a couple of balls. And this is the difference between us and sort of Craig. You know, I miss a couple of balls. I, I can miss one and I forget about it, or I miss one in the frame and I can forget about the frame. But if it happens a couple of frames in a trot, or two or three in a trot, it's like a war room, do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, it's inevitable. What's going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you see the likes of Craig and, you know, the top boys who, who you know, brush that off. And this is why they have big comebacks and stuff because they don't let it affect them. Yeah. Well, I, I do that sometimes. And sometimes if I'm in the rhythm and things are going my way, you know, I can beat pretty much anyone. You know, I've beat Craig before in sets. You know, he obviously beats me a lot more. But, you know, I can compete. This is the thing. I can compete. It's just, I just don't hit that A game enough. That's the problem. I think that's a lot with it. Not just me. I think that's... You know, a lot of yeah, it's the it's the consistency. It's it's hard to keep up, and that's you know yeah. that's for kind of ninety percent of, of probably players to altogether. Go the round, it's insane to go round after round. Like I say, anybody who wins them pro divisions, like I say, is it's insane because you're playing monsters every round, mm-hmm. playing monster after monster after monster. It's you know it's robots, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you're a robot, Craig. That's that's what you are. <laughs> Broken down one, R two D two. Yeah. Scrappy robot, yeah. Does that make Mike C3PO or? Is that what we're going <laughs> I'm like Obi Wan. Bit chewy. Beautiful, oh, brilliant, good stuff, good stuff. Um, a topic I know you wanted to speak about, Mike. So we're going to go on to it for you. And that was the. Uh, what did you make of the timing and the layout of the Ultimate Pool Tour Challenger Division? Yeah, I suppose it follows up what we are saying about the like I say like I say I suppose I'm just like like say big the pool up and like I say I big the IPA up as well because what they do you know there's hundred everyone goes on about there's 288 players on the ultimate pool there's there's 188 I think in the amateur division on on the IPA as well so you know as a whole pool is doing well you know as a whole I'm not you know, this is this is a little dig but yeah it was it was a bit harsh on the Saturday like I say I played at one o'clock on the Saturday. And I played well, and I was playing. And then I didn't play again until quarter to nine, my second round. And I, I know you only play three games on a Saturday, and, and, I, and I suppose half it is probably my fault for not managing my time better. But it, it does get draining, do you know? And and obviously the the, the ladies play on uh, the weekend as well. And there's eighty five of them, I think, ladies. I mean, and don't get me wrong, some of them are monsters. Do you know what I mean? There's no slate on the ladies whatsoever. But I think they should have. You know, I think probably is the plan to probably progress that to probably 128 and maybe have their own weekend. Because then what that does, it creates a bigger time schedule for, for the men. And maybe they won't have to start on the Thursday then. Because, like, Craig starts on a Thursday. When was your first game, Craig? Quarter past nine on Thursday night? No, it was actually... Um, oh, it might have been. It might have been. Was it a bit late? It might have been. So, yeah. It was around that time, wasn't it? It was late on, wasn't it, Thursday night? 
So, yeah. So I think that I just think I think obviously it's good because obviously the, the, the trying to progress the women's game, which I suppose the women's game never had at all like it has got now. You know, the, there is stars coming out of the ladies' game now, such as Amy Beauchamp, you know, or AJ Beecham, is it? I would call it Beauchamp. Is it Beecham? Well, I, can't, is it Beecham? I don't know how you pronounce it. I'll be yeah, Beecham, Beauchamp's what? Beauchamp, I don't know. <laughs> well, Amy, we'll just go with Amy. Well, Amy, Amy is all lot. Yeah, she's class. She's absolutely class. You know, and, and she could compete in the men's division, same as Emma, do you know what I mean? They, they both could compete in women's division. I mean, in the men's division, without a shadow of a doubt, do you know what I mean? But... Like, I think now, I think the ladies' game is getting to the stage because there's a lot of good players, as Harry. I mean, there's a lot of good players who can now stand on their own, if you like. They don't need the men to have their own weekend because there's enough of them. Like I said, there's, there, there could, I think there's 80 odd now, and I suppose they could easily, you know, push that to 128 and then make the timings better for the men. I'm not saying that's, I'm not using that as an excuse to lose it because, like I say, it's my own fault for not managing my time better. But it is a long break. Yeah, it's a. You know, nigh on eight hours is a long time in between matches. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's just how it is. Um, but no, yeah. very, very interesting for you to say. Um, so you did a nine ball tour event in Austria. Yeah, that's, many moons ago, yeah. That's uh, uh, one of the most interesting facts we've had recently. You had to pick you up from the airport because you're poorly. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, yeah, finished badly, yeah, finished badly. I actually went with uh, Jack, Jack Whelan, who we was on before with. With Jack and uh, Elliot Sanderson, who plays nine ball, you probably heard a little. Uh, but yeah, it was just a, it was a nine ball tour event. It was good. Uh, Richard Jones actually won it. He's uh, Ricardo, Ricardo Jones. He won his maiden Euro tour, and that was the one he won. Yeah, I actually ended up in hospital with uh, kidney stones in the middle of Salzburg. <laughs> yeah, I had to fly home, absolutely morphined out of my mind. They weren't even going to let me out of the, the hospital. It was oh, crazy scenes, crazy scenes. Craig had to pick me up from Heathrow. He, he anyway. still doesn't look happy. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, it's not too bad. Well, I was meant to fly to Heathrow and then fly from Heathrow to Leeds and then get the train home, but that didn't happen, obviously, because I was in absolute agony. I literally drove from Heathrow and went straight to Ospol. I was in it's... agony. I don't know how I got home. Like, honestly, I don't know how I got home. But yeah, the actual Euro Tour, unbelievable. Like, you know, it was good. Like, the Euro Tour and the Nine Ball, obviously, now is in a good place with Matchroom. It's, you know, it's Emily Fraser's smashing it do you know what i mean she's getting all these events on round the world it's not just euro no more it's round the world so i'm sure the euro tour a bit will take the back place a bit because i think the money's quite poor on the euro tour now because i think obviously you know matchroom are involved and everybody knows if matchroom get involved generally things work they don't usually mess up do they? they're pretty good at what they do that's fair um so you know if, if opportunity ever came to go again to salzburg or too many bad memories. Pretty bad memories, yeah. Um, no, I, de- I definitely want to play nine ball again, or or some different kind of like I say. I like the I like what I like about nine ball. I suppose with Chinese Chinese eight ball as well is the same thing. You know, you, you can make a shot up. You know, you can play a jump shot. You can play a jump screw shot. You know, there's not there's no boundaries to what you can play. Where eight ball is pretty much monotonous. You're playing the same sort of shots all the time. Stun shots, screw shot. You know, what I mean, he's pretty. Similarish. I know you play good shots, all you play, you know, special shots and that. But if you watch the good, good players, you know, such as Craig, Mick, Phil Harrison, probably better than anybody with the white ball on the tour. I would have thought he's probably the best with the white ball. Would you say, what? Yeah, definitely. About yeah. So if you watch Phil play, you know, he plays the game easy, and every shot's easy because he's the white ball so good. And this is the thing with nine ball. You've got a bit more creativity, and I'm a bit more like that myself. I don't think it's just like that. I think Melon's the same sort of thing. If you watch Melon, he, you know, pulls shots out of his ass because he's, sorry, pulls, yeah, because, yeah, sorry, because, um, you know, because he's that kind of person himself, you know, he's in himself, he's, he's flamboyant, do you know what I mean? He's a good guy, he's approachable, do you know what I mean? He's, he's out there, so he, you know, he, he expresses himself on the table a lot. He's, he's good to watch, I like it. Yeah, good. Um, and I know you mentioned, obviously, with you being kind of Craig's manager in terms of Paul, um, you did mention the possibility of China in August. Yeah, that is uh, what we're trying to look at at the minute. Uh, obviously, at the minute, uh, Arf, and, Arf and Dad, Mikhail, Jordan Shepherd, Brett, um, and who else? Dan Wormsley. Who else? Michael Giorgio. There's a few. There's quite a McGuire. few out there. Sorry? Steve oh, yeah, Steve, yeah, Steve McGuire, yeah. There's quite a few out there in, uh, I think it's Lazoo, is it? Is that how you say it? Lazoo? Is it Chinese, Chinese House? 
Langzhou, something yeah. like that, yeah. Near yeah. Shanghai, we'll say. Um, but yeah, that's um, looking ever closer. So yeah, that's that's what we're trying to do. Go to China and try and compete with some of these robots because obviously I watch on. I watch. It's called Hayball now. It's like another brand name, I suppose. But you watch them on streams and Facebook and whatever, and they're just absolute. You know, Yobo, who won the 600k prize and just recently was seven hundred thirty thousand dollars. Do you know what I mean? He just won that, and his protege, who he actually coaches and backs, was in the final of him. The woman. Do you know what I mean? It's like wow. And this guy, these are robots. I mean, they literally eat, breathe, sleep Chinese eight ball. You can tell. They just don't miss. They just don't miss. So it'd be good to try and compete with women a bit and, you know, sling a few crazy shots in and make their eyes open a bit and go, whoa, what's happened there? Do you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be good. Yeah, hopefully you can get that through. I mean, that'd be an incredible experience. Really yeah, would. exactly. That's, that's the idea, yeah. Now, we're going to go on to you, Craig, in just a moment. But there is yeah. uh, there's something else we need to talk about, Mike. And that is you dressing as Elvis to play pool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure Andy will tell him about this. But yeah, Andy Andy Appleton, like a well-known pool figure in the community of pool, he's been around for maybe 70, 80 years. I don't know, something like that. feels like there's always been an Appleton as long as there's been a round ball and a pool table. So yeah, Andy, me and Andy put together a little show of exhibitions what was all around like uh yorkshire area and stuff like that and we used to have like uh, like a pa system with different sound clippings it was mini disc back then it was before like say usbs and stuff it was back in the day you know what i mean and uh mini disc system and we used to play like um little homer simpson's dope when people miss balls and it was like an interactive exhibition it was good like and then andy will be playing like a serious match against someone and then Elvis would do, 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 I mean, come on, and then I'd come out as Elvis, and, you know, we'd have a little bit of fun and sing the songs and play some crazy shots, and, yeah, it was all good fun, like, say, it went on for about a year and a bit, it was good, it was good, we did probably, I don't know, four or five shows, it was good, it was It was good. Yeah, to be fair, good. I can imagine fans absolutely loving it. That's what it's about, isn't it? That's this is what it's about, about that's it. It's not about putting balls, people want to see entertainment, do you know what I mean, that's, that's the idea. And no bottles being thrown, so... No, 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 no. Oh, good. No, listen, Mike. That was that was brilliant. We're gonna let you uh, let you have a breather, and we're gonna <laughs> gonna jump onto Craig. Um, yeah, Craig. So, top five in the ultimate pool rankings. How does that feel? Yeah, um, it's a start. It's a start. Uh, on his second season, um, I don't think anyone can get the top spot top at the minute, but. Uh, that's the goal, I suppose. You want to be number one, don't you? Oh yeah, of course. Tom is an animal, um, but you know, you're, in, yeah. listen, you're in that top five, and if you're playing well, there's no reason you can't get there. You know? No, I back, I back, I back me Billy. I think that's my strongest spot. No, I, I, you got to believe you can get there. Or else, no point in playing. Yeah, definitely. Um, a couple of interesting facts about yourself. Um, a makes me very envious that you can play both-handed. Because I, I just I just can't I, like my left hand is awful with everything, so you know. I, I yeah, don't, I'm dexterous. I mean, give or take, I'm, I'm not bad right-handed, so I can play play to a good standard right-handed. Not not like your Ronnie's in your in your. I think uh, who was Matthew Stevens, Luca Bissell, Jutzowski. Mm-hmm. You're a fifty breakman, though, right? You're a fifty breakman right-handed. Yeah, but I think I think a lot. I think a lot of snooker players now can. I think, I think that's the way it's going. Yeah, um, and obviously as well, you've hit two one four sevens playing snooker. That's dis- yeah, I nearly did what. Um, yeah, I was going to say just add that in there. Let him know that as well. I was say, don't leave that out. Okay, yeah, please. No, but um, I I missed the pink on back to back one four sevens. Oh really? Yeah. Leaf. Not only after a century. Uh, but big, big century, you, you were dreading going a bit, and I was shaking like a, like a. Yeah, I know. Shake. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I just missed it, and it wobbled, and I was perfectly on black. I thought, oh, oh no. But what they did, it, it was, it was at Cleethorpe Cons, uh, my first cent, first one four seven there, and they put a little plaque up to say Craig really? Wanigan one four seven at a certain date. So that's, uh, I've got that to uh, remind everyone that I could play a little bit sometimes. Yeah, no, that's. That's first one in the club, wasn't it? First one in the club. The club's been there probably three hundred years, and it's the first one they've ever had in the club. Yeah. My, my dad's got a snooker table at his house. I've not had one 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 four seven on his table. I've had two in two different clubs. 
Ah, well, listen. Can't do it. Going to give you one of them. There you go. Because 147 is just some achievement, by the way. I bet um, Gilbert's had about 300 of them. <laughs> I bet he has one every day. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, on, on Friday, I'm going to be continuously pressing <laughs> the applause button. What um, a player, what a player. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have him on, but as me and Craig were talking before the show, he's so, he's so calm about himself. He's, you know, such a great character. He's, he's not, he's so humble. Um, great, great player, like I say, top 16 Top 16 of the world, you know, that's the elite, isn't it? It's, you know, it's the elite. Yeah, that's, that's what it that's is, yeah. Um, so in 2013, Craig, moving on, you won the World Masters. Um, yeah. Do you want to yeah. share that experience with us? Well, I, the, the only two matches I can remember about that was, um, I was, I was, Kenny, you know what, forget me for saying this, but I was 7-2 down in the semi-finals, and first to nine. And I said to my mate Ryan Mills, and I give him a shout out, he's got a new club. Um, Rax. Yeah, Rax. Uh, I said to Ryan, I said, oh, go, go, go check out the hotel. So I can go home now. And then I, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I think Ken just Lee just actually missed a few balls. I, remember, I don't know. I remember a bit more relaxed something. And it, as, as I seen he started to miss a few balls, a few balls, I started clearing. And, then, and, I, and I managed to win seven. I went seven on a row. So I won nine, seven from seven, two down to get to the final. And that's. The only thing I remember, I don't remember the final. I only remember that because it was, I think that was the the biggest part of, of, yeah, of, of the course. week. Yeah. Because in my head, I was, I'd, I was already gone. Well, it was seven two down against somebody who was playing really well, and but then he just started missing balls. I, 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 said, I said, go check it out the hotel. We can go home now. Yeah, I mean that's almost like a final itself to turn in that round to win nine seven. Yeah. I, I can. I, remember any any shots at all in the final? I, I, I can remember missing one ball, I think. But do you remember who you played? That, yeah. Can you remember who you played in the final? Uh, Dave Fernandez, yeah. Oh, you played yeah, Dave, did you? Oh, okay. Then, yeah. Go on, Dave Fernandez. Should get Dave on the show. He's entertaining. Get Dave on. Me, me and Dave, oh, have, we have been talking um, because obviously Dave lived in Burton for a while. So we, we've crossed we, we've crossed paths many times. And so we have been talking because it'd be nice with him being in this position and having the Burton kind of link as well. It's, oh, yeah. he's Hey, I like him a lot. Yeah, got a lot of time for him. Great bloke. Good luck. It's, uh, good luck. it's in it's in the works. So stay yeah, tuned. Good luck. Stay tuned, fans. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll talk about. Obviously, you won the the Champions League not so long ago on Ultimate Pool. Um, how did that feel? I mean, the standard is ridiculous. So to come out on top, you know, can you explain how that feels? Uh, a lot of emotional parts, to be honest. I mean, I don't think I've ever screamed so loud in my life, you know, because just the, the monkey off your back. And I know I've won all the tour events, but there was as, as a challenger, amateur to say, but nah, just the monkey off your back. And I, 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 honestly, about 30 people come down to watch me from a local club in my local town. Showman. Yeah, showman's where, where me and Gabriel practice religiously. So. Yeah. But um, no, it's just the emotion of it just come out and. I was just happy with really, because I'm the kind of person that wants to win for my my supporters as well because that's what makes me try, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's what makes you you kid. That's why because obviously, like say that that that's why thirty people travelled two hours and ten minutes down the road to come and watch you in a final, you know, or in a in a best of seven matches. You know, we're not talking first to twelves. You know what I mean? First to fours. So people took the time out of the day because because you like you like you say because you play for the fans and you're a good lad. That's why. And this is why, you know, not many people get 30 people to go on a Monday night <laughs> down, um, you know, down the motorway like that. And afterwards, when I won the trophy, I got them all around the table and we all had a big picture yeah. for the trophy. Yeah, that's great. excellent. Yeah, I Just because I want to feel... And I know that they probably felt a part of it, but getting them all in front of that trophy, it, it kind of makes their night, doesn't it? It's oh, worth yeah, travelling down for. And, and I, I, like I say, I, I, I thanked them all single singly and it's it's a, it's a pleasure to play from where I play from and the, the, the fans who I have to be honest with you well Sherman's is a good club isn't it? it's that kind of club you know it's, it's a family club yeah. and the standard the standard is ridiculous like the, the standard in Sherman's is a few crazy. professionals we've got Tom Barley Matt Steeper Martin Hazel Andy Lake and Jace Morris Gibbo when he can play yeah Ash Ellis there's, there's, the list yeah. goes you know there's, there's and these are people that are just playing like big events, you know. There's a lot of people in that in, in showmans itself where, you know, the old timers, like you say, Martin Hazel must be seventy odd year old now, is he? How old is Hazel? Seventy? Just got his uh, pension, I think. It's almost like that. 
you know, he's still knocking out these, uh, still knocking out these OAP tournaments and that. It's unbelievable, you know. And right. and like you say, you've got Grimsby as well, which is the standard is in the local area is as high as anywhere. You know, there's not many. I'm not saying it's the best, but I'm saying there's not many areas better. It's up there, isn't it? It has to be in the top five. It's got to be in the top five. I can't think of five. You know, the one the county A, B and C was it like three years, two years ago? Yeah. The the Blackball County Championships, you know, the the, the national titles. So it shows you what the standard is. And half them players you'd have never even heard of. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, strong standard then. Yeah, no problem. Craig, I know you've mentioned that you you know your kids are your biggest achievement. How how proud were your family when you when you come away with that Champions League trophy? Well, my missus asked me how much I won straight away. So, um, oh, God. So she, she supports me and um, they come to me, they come to watch the pool um, last tour uh, a couple of weeks ago, last week ago, a couple of weeks ago. But that's the first one my wife's been to, like on the tour. My little girl come along as well and. What, what, what they do is professionals, they put, they put a poster out each, each festival and my little girl was just running up and like touching my face on the um, on my poster. Oh, I got a picture. It's just, it's a bit emotional yeah, really. Of course it is, it's, yeah. it's nice to see. Yeah, definitely. It, it's, it's just nice knowing you've got that support from from your closest loved ones, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm my, my boy Kai and um, he messaged me saying, how'd you get on up Paul? And I said, I won mate and he put, come on, best player in the world. Oh, that's class. Things like that is is, is emotional. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. That did that put me to tears probably straight away. So no, yeah. it did me. Yeah, yeah, it did me definitely. Yeah, no, brilliant, mate. Listen, thank you very much. It, you know, I have no doubt that you can that you can keep going and get to where you need to get. Um, obviously, already in the top five. So you just keep going, mate. Just keep keep. Yeah, well, fine, mate. Yeah. Top man, top man. Listen, I want to both. I want to do something with you both now. Something I do with most of my guests, um, and we do a five-a-side section where I ask my guests for a five-a-side team. Usually, I give them a pre-warning, but I've been quite harsh on you both here, and I'm shouting it straight out to you now. So, Mike, I'm going to go with you first because you're shaking your head. <laughs> you, you will be, you will be number one of this five. So you only have to pick four players, which makes it harder, I suppose. Right, so this could be across any discipline, I'm guessing. I mean, preferably players you've played with, right? Okay, and reasons as well behind, right? Okay, right? Okay, so in no particular order, we'll say that from the off, just to don't we don't piss anyone off. So, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'll I'll start with one. So, obviously, this is going to be myself because I'd pick myself, but like if it didn't put myself in it, I'd always pick myself. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm number one. Yeah, so I'm there. Uh, so we won't go into reasons why, but uh, number two, obviously Craig. I just think under pressure, when you've got to pop that big ball, when it comes down to it, and not only that, I think integrity as well. I think you know Craig's called fouls on himself at big moments in big money matches. I can remember it, 28 all against Craig against Matt Boyle in the second money match when he played Boyle. He called the, he called the foul on himself. Do you know what I mean? And then he lost that match. He got, he, I think, boiled this down and then broke this to win 30-28. That was outside second, years. Wasn't it? Well, that was it, wasn't it? That's what happened, outside wasn't it? Years, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and he did it also against Jordan when he was coming back at you with like 14-12 or something like that. Yeah. It was nineteen seventeen. That was to go nineteen eighteen. Jordan did the same, dished, and then broke this year to go 21-18 up. You know, it's a big times in big matches. I think that's important. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and obviously, I, if I had to pick anyone to pick a ball, pot a ball for my life, Craig would be it. So, you know, Craig would be number two. Um, oh, five. Yeah, that's, just, that's a five, yeah. Uh, Craig, uh, number three, I think, obviously, you can't not have... I, me, personally, I would have Melon. Because my team, it has to have flair. For me, I couldn't have Dunster. Great player, unbelievable winner. What a player, what a guy, but he's not my cup of tea on the table. So I would have Melon. And I've played with Chris a few times at different level. Like nine ball, he's smashed me a few times and he's smashed me at eight ball a few times. So I've played with Chris a lot of times over the years. And I'd have Chris in there just because he's a good good team player. He's a good guy. He brings a lot. He doesn't bring a lot of negativity. I mean, he brings good feeling to the team. He's a good guy. And he's an unbelievable player and he brings out big shots, you know. And I always say that's important to lift teams up. He can lift the team up from being zero just by one shot because that's what he does. So I'd have Chris. Third, I would have... Fourth. Sorry, fourth. Sorry, I was trying to get another one in there. 
No wonder you do all right. But I do all right, yeah. I was six and a five-man team. You know. Can I have... Right, so then I'll have... Um, I'd have, I'd have Mick, obviously. I think you can't not have Mick. You know, six-time world champion. Again, I've played with Mick a few different times. And not only six world titles, you know what I mean? He's won pretty much everything there is in the game multiple, multiple times. You know, class, class act. And then last, I would have Jordan Shepard. Just for the fact of the same reasons I'd have Chris. Well, not not for the same reasons because such a good team player, because obviously I can imagine he's a shocking team player, Jordan, to be honest. Because I do know Jordan well, so, but like... You know, just his game. It's my my kind of game. What I kind of like. What I enjoy. And I would, you know, let's go. We would finish a best of thirty in twenty five minutes. We would mess about. You know what I mean? We would be on and off. We'd either win quick or we'd lose quick. That's that for me. But we'd be played. There'd be no snookers in the full match. And that, you know that that that's why that's why Paul should be played. Yeah, definitely. That's listen. That's not a bad five. So I'll tell that. Yeah, happy days. Craig, no, no pressure, but top it. Right. Well, I'm going to go a bit different here. <laughs> I'm going to go for right people who I've well proper like had good conversation with good friends with as well. So I'd take Oobsy because I get on. You have to scrape him off the table. There's no ifs and buts about it. You have to scrape him off the table and big balls of steel. That's what you need. Uh, second, and I'd have myself because I back myself to. To win a couple of frames, if 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 need be. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the third, I would have. Oh, this is hard. I'd have cousins. You'd have to. Right. Oh, God, Tom, I don't forget Tom. I don't forget Tom. Uh, I don't Mike, forget Tom. Your time's gone, Mike. <laughs> wow. I wow. mean, he could just break for us all. Then we could just finish him. <laughs> Team breaker. Yeah, I'll be and, and he's a good he's a good lad as well. I have got a lot of time for him. Uh, next one. So, what we on number four now, innit? Number four. Uh, right, I would because we've done all right in doubles. I'd have our fan and he's flying. Okay. The daddy. The daddy. And the daddy. Go on, the daddy. Well done, and, son. As well the weekend, awesome. And my fifth one would be uh, Gibbo, so we can carry the cue. You carry it. Gibbo. I can't believe none of us have put Boyle in. I'm a bit disappointed about that. I am a bit disappointed that none of us put Boyle in because for me, Boyle is up there with anybody. Like you know, I've I've seen Boyle and so's Craig at close hand. You know, we watched, we played. You know, Craig played him first to thirty, beating thirty twenty nine, and then played him again in Scotland, beating uh, lost twenty eight thirty. You know, we've seen a lot of Mark, and not only that, look what he's done. He's he's a class act. Mark's unbelievable. Yeah. You know he's. You know, I just had to go for flair players. I thought Craig was definitely going to put Boyle in. I no, we got Tom either. I don't think Boyle will carry McHugh, and I think you would. <laughs> yeah, Mark's definitely not carrying your queue, but I'm not either, so you better pick someone else. You're in fifth, mate. You've got to carry it. That's where the queue carries. Don't be in your team. Get someone else. Tell him that's a cop out. I don't want to be in his team. Tell him you can't pick me. Pick someone else. Hey, listen, uh, it's your it's your guys' decisions, you know. <laughs> come on. Go on then, I'll, 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 I'll change then. I'll yeah. he's, he's, he's got Monk on. Um, I'll have... From Pontypridd, got Monk on. What's that all about? I know, I'll have... Who can I have? Who's... I'll take... Uh... Oh, this is hard. I'll take... Uh... Uh... Brennan. Yeah. Because I like the way he this many balls. And uh, good lad as well. Did you, take, did, you just take over, did you just take Brennan over Dempsey? Is that what you just did, didn't it? Well, he just beat me, didn't he? That's what you just did, though, wasn't it? <laughs> no, to be big about Stevie, but... Yeah. Steve Dempsey, who's winning everything. Steve Dempsey. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for that, yeah. Cheers. Right. Yeah. Try to make sure that was right. Still, yeah, it's still the, there. The lists are horrendous of the players, no, especially, you especially you when you're playing the standard yeah. you're playing at, you know. Crazy. It's, I mean, yeah. Why went in with Pit Pox? I know, yeah, like, you know, four time world champion just left on the sideline. Like, see, yeah, Phil Larry. Who? Phil Larry. Yeah, Phil Larry. We've got Phil Larry. He's one of the best tournament players ever. He's been mentioned tonight as well a couple of times. <laughs> wow, how we forgot Phil. Phil's like one of the, like, say, one of the best tournament players I've ever seen in my life. You'll just have to hope that they've not listened in. <laughs> so, Ronan McCarthy. Ronan McCarthy. Ronan as well as, like, I know, I was thinking. Daz Appleton, Daz Appleton, wow! 
What the? Um, so we need to do a 20 man team. This is not good enough. Five's not enough. Well, maybe if I get longer slots in the future, we'll uh, we'll up the, the team and we'll get you back on for sure. No worries at all. Listen, I've got one last question for you both um, before we start wrapping up the show because we have nearly hit an hour. Um, I'm going to start with you, Craig. And I'd just like to know your best win and your worst loss. There's been a lot of loss. Um, I'd say my, my worst... Is my worst my probably the worst loss and my last loss. To be fair, that's most recent, and I should I should have really gone six four up and more. But I've been I don't think I've really been hammered before, so I would say that my last loss is probably my worst because it's, it's, it's probably still more fresh. Yeah, um, actually, Ronan McCarthy beat me for money when I was well ahead. In, I was I was only probably nineteen twenty. I was only up then. It was your first ever big money game and you did play one of the best to ever do it. So let's not be too harsh on that game. I know. I mean, fans are food. Why, why didn't anyone pick Tim? Uh, again, yeah. I mean, it's unpickable because, like I say, the list goes on and on. Jack Whelan. Jack Whelan. Jack. Again, another machine. They're all monsters. You know, you can name monsters. You can name 50 monsters who you could just go easily. Anybody could have them in any team. I just went with flair players that come to the top of my head. I'm a bit peeved that I didn't pick Tom. But I don't know who I'd have dropped out because I'm definitely not dropping myself out. So I don't, he wouldn't have got in. He'd have to carry the cubes. He's big enough. Yeah. Brilliant. And uh, your best win, Craig? My best win uh, is I've won uh, probably the Champions League recently because I don't know. Is that beating Boyle maybe for money? For money? There's a few. Yeah. There's a few. Goal matches, champion. Yeah. That's Premier League it. champion. It, Probably the Hibblestone Under-13s Championship. Yeah, we'll take that one. Yeah. yeah. I had a tough tournament to win, by the way. I live in Hibblestone. You know, I haven't won it since I moved here. I know that. You're too old, you. Yeah. I know. Okay, Mike, your turn. Best win, worst loss. Worst loss. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it could be the same game. It's that kind of game. I, I lost, when I was younger, I was like 17, maybe 18. I lost to a local guy called Matt Couch. And it hurt. And, I, and Craig goes, I'm going to say, you can't believe I brought it up. But, I know. Right? I lost. The, I won the very, like I said, I was young and naive. And what I did is I bigged that game up to some of it was nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, I put so much pressure on myself. And like I say, Matt at the time was, why is Craig got his hand in it? He's hiding behind the cushions here. <laughs> I'm going to say it. But like I say, it was one of the games, like I say, I just bigged up so much. And then I, I got myself in such a state, pressure-wise. I won the first frame. Luckily, I don't even know how I won that one. I won the first frame and then lost the next 15. And lost 15-1. I mean, I got hammered. It was only for like 500. <laughs> Craig got his followers drink one. I was only like, like I say, I was like 17, 18. It was... I think it was well rules as well. Do you know what I mean? It was like, you know, I just got tortured. Matt's a great player. No, no disrespect to Matt. He could beat me 15 one tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? You know, he's a, he's a you know, pro snooker player, standard player, good, good player. Uh, so there's no disrespect, but he just, I just learned so much from that game as well. It hurt so much at the time. It killed me. Like I felt horrible. You know, I got, like I say, Andy come to watch me from Pontefract. Do you know what I mean? I had people coming in. I bigged up so much. And like I said, I just put too much pressure on myself. And then I just, didn't perform. I just like crumbled. But like I say, it did hurt, and it was the worst loss by far. But I always remember that, and I've learned so much from that in different situations in money matches and stuff like that. I'm not saying it always works, and I always play well in money matches now. But I have learned a lot from that game. So I think probably that's my best and my worst, even though I lost. Yeah, I mean we learn off the losses. That's you know yeah. that's why it's good to look back at them. Uh, exactly. As, you know, as as you've just explained yourself there. Um, yeah. But go on then. Give us your give us your best win before we wrap the show. Up. Uh, I think best win probably. I played Mark Singleton once. Uh, he'll love me for saying this. I, I was he was on fire. He was winning GB nines all the time. It was at nine ball. He was on a thing called Money Match TV. It was like if you won, you stayed on and you played another Money Match the week month after. Right. Me and Arf and Dad actually was on at the same time. There was three tables, and me and Arf was like the king of two tables, if you like. I think Arf won five in a row, and I won seven. So we was like just playing everybody who come along. At least it was minimum five hundred quid a man, up to whatever you wanted. And I played Singo on that, and Singo at the time was on fire in nine ball. He was winning everything, won GB nine, won the lot. 
and I was nine one down. I was thinking, hey, here we go. And then I just turned it around. I don't know what happened. And at the break, I was like nine seven, and I don't think I could lose. And then I just, I don't know, it just. Just everything seemed to come good at the right thing. I mean, I just something I remember from that game. That was all. Yeah, no, that's that's brilliant, excellent. Listen, um, I'm just going to give you both the opportunity for any shout outs you might want to make, whether it to be yeah. you know family or sponsors or. Yeah, I'd like to thank obviously my sponsors. I wouldn't be able to do it without them. We've got oh, a list of them. We've got Showman's in Scunthorpe, Riley Heat, Kamui. Who else have we got? Tavern. Tavern, yeah, Tavern. Um, well, uh, Bob down the corner on the shop who sells sandwiches. No, but uh, obviously it's. Uh, it, I won't be able to do it with my family. My wife is really good to me. She supports me through thick and thin when it's not so bad. When it's not so good, so yeah, um, I couldn't do it without them. Excellent, Excellent. Mike. Uh, few shouts, like say, uh, Showman's obviously Showman's Sports Bar. You know, Colin Martin there. They both helped me and Craig. You know different things like practice and you know different things you know putting tournaments and you know they're, they're always, if we need someone to you know if we're in there and ask them someone to would help us i mean a good club like saying and not only just the people who run the club but the people who go in the club it's a, it's a, it is generally a good club it's full of good players you're always going to get a good game it's, it's a good club um big shout out to give tech you know what i mean give tech main sponsor this season it's my company so i thought i'd give them a big shout out you know what i mean uh Staggy at Mr. 11Q as well. He's hot. <laughs> yeah. You forget one. You're always going to forget. Do you do customs as well? Do you do custom cues? I do customs. Gary Jackson. I could be happy. Jason Owen, did you do Jason? Case, by the way, custom cues. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Owen made my cue now. Another sponsor. Brilliant cues. Yeah. You okay? See Jason Owen for a cue or Gary Clark or for a case for sure. Go see Gary Clark at customs cues. Magic. I mean, I've just got a case myself of Gary, like, and uh, I'm going to wear his logo on my top next year. It's the case is a class, like, they're, they're, I've got a leather double one, and it's his class. Is uh, I like the you know the way it's made the stitching. There's no like you don't look at it and think oh you know it's a bit dodgy. It, it, everything's spot on. He's done a good good job. Uh, last shout out, better not forget. Her, sorry, is my wife, obviously Craig's sister. I mean, to be fair to her, she does. She, bless her, she's like one of my main sponsors, I suppose, because she lets me do whatever I want. So if I want to go, like, say we're on about going to China, she doesn't, she doesn't blink, do you know what I mean? She's like, no problem, you know, we're off. And, and like, Blackpool, and wherever we want to go, like, we've just got a new dog who's, like, an horse, and she's got a dog de Bordeaux, so... Oh, God. Nobody, yeah, nobody wants to look after him. He's, like, 14 months old, so nobody wants to look after him because he's, like, slavering everywhere and jumping. I mean, he's, he's a bundle of life, so... You know, she doesn't get opportunity to come with us anymore. She used to come with us all the time. She loves coming to get involved and watching that. But she can't come at the minute because obviously mailing is called. Is is uh, nobody's having him. Craig's dad, big one, is not. He don't mind having him for a couple of hours, but there's no way he's having him overnight. No chance. So yeah, big shout. Out. I suppose the biggest shout out is to Sonia, I suppose, because like I say, she does. Uh, she doesn't. She's not ever moaning about all these league matches, tours, like say China, whatever. She's not. She's really good. She deserves the biggest Netherlands trophy. Oh, I suppose, to be fair, this is why we're still married, isn't it? We've been yeah, married together 15 years, we've been married 11, do you know what I mean? You know, this is why we're still But, you know, it's one of them. Yeah, brilliant. No, listen, lads, it's been it's been amazing this last hour. It's been brilliant. Really enjoyed it. I hope you have as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Please, excellent. Please stick about. I'm just going to end the show um, and I'll have a chat to you guys after. But if you just bear with me a couple of minutes, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, if you want to sit at home and give a round of applause to, to Craig and Mike, there we go. Excellent stuff. Cheers, boys. Thank you. A um, couple of shout-outs for myself, as per always, with every week. First of all, my promoter, Mark Smith. Um, please go and visit his site at www.ukworldqsports.com. Um, anything, snooker, pool, any Q sports you enjoy, please go and have a look. He does a lot of work with it. And he's very, very good at what he does. Um, and my second shout out is to our current sponsors, uh, Potters up in Swaddling Coat. Um, Dave, Phil, Neil doing excellent work for me and doing excellent work in the area. The club is amazing. Again, they've got queues, they've got cases, their tables are amazing. They've got snooker tables upstairs. Please go and visit your local club. And there is a competition coming up on the 14th of July there um, for Dean Marriott's 50th. They are having a, uh, a flyer on that day. 
So please have a look on Facebook, get in touch with Vinnie Loden if you'd like to enter that. But for now, from myself, from Craig and from Mike, we're going to say goodnight and uh, we hope you have a good weekend. Adios. Thank you very much. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores or just say Alexa, play Microbrew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. Thanks.